What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body. Wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. This week on the Minding Wellness Podcast, I thought I would share an interview with you that I did with a few pharmacy friends and colleagues of mine. Their names are Heather and Bryn, and they had me on their show called Pharmacists Out of the Box to highlight the work that I do as it is a little bit untraditional from a more conventional pharmacy path. So I thought it might be interesting to switch the tables a little bit and have you listen to this previous episode of me being interviewed on Pharmacists Out of the Box. I hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome back, everybody. I'm Bryn. And I'm Heather. And this is our wonderful guest, Claudia. Hello. <laughs> she is amazing. So we are definitely inspired by her. Her friends, Amber and Claudia, they started a podcast. And they just kind of started over coffee. And this totally reminded me of Heather and I meeting for coffee. We'd be discussing our plans, how we were going to do things differently. And all of a sudden, we're like, we need to record this. So it definitely resonated with me that that's how you started and just... You're an inspiration to someone that's broken out of the box, and we're so excited. Yep, and I think you're a perfect role model for an out-of-the-box, a pharmacist out-of-the-box. And I have to personally say that you're like a lamppost for me. I think there's people in my life that I see as a lamppost, and I don't think you even realize that. That's so sweet. Um, but when I, I, I reached out to, to Claudia during a time when I was really kind of wrestling with making a shift in my life, and you were so gracious, and you met me for lunch, and we just sat around and chatted, but I swear you... You were like, I was on this path that was kind of dark, and I just wasn't sure it felt right, but I just didn't know. And you were like that lamppost that oh, said, so yes, you're on the right path. So it gives me the chills. Wow, but um, you. you really made an impact on me and said, yes, I can do this. And so I, I really appreciate it. And I think she has an amazing story for her career and, and what she did. I'll tell you a little bit about her because we love to, to give people background. So she graduated from UF in 2003, and she did a residency. So she's kind of ambulatory, tra- mm-hmm. tra- ambulatory care trained. She's also done, um, she's done retail pharmacy. She's also done hospital pharmacy, kind of done the gamut of things, but lately is doing something really interesting. I'll let her share that with you because that is one of the exciting pieces of her. Um, But she really enjoys lots of things and I don't want to spoil anything. I think I'll just kind of stop there (laughs) um, and let you kind of share more about your path. So tell us more about your path. Yeah. And you know, thinking back on the journey, it seems like Wow. It's just, there's so much. There's so, there's so, so much. We've actually talked about that. Like, you might have to be a guest that we bring back. Like, the sequel. The sequel. First, let me just say that being called a lamppost is nothing I would have ever imagined being called, but it's, like, the the best thing ever. I mean, to be known as a source of of anything, of goodness in any way, um, light definitely being one of those is is just super Mm. powerful. So I I really appreciate that. And I love that you guys are, are moving forward with sharing your own story, sharing insights from the people that you interview because I think that passing the mic on to others and having these conversations is so so powerful and people may you know think about doing it want to want to do it but they don't take the plunge and they don't realize (laughs) that this can impact so many people this isn't about us this is about who might hear this and say exactly oh I can do this so change the profession yes right right. well and that's what I feel like I feel like 
we get a, as pharmacists, we talk and we have thoughts of how things can be better. And we chat amongst ourselves about how, what's going on and like, oh, I wish they did that. Like, but we don't, we're not the kind of people usually to put mm -hmm. it out there. Mm -hmm. And that's why we liked calling ourselves pharmacists out of the box. Because both Brent and I are like, let's just talk about <laughs> yes. this. Let's yes. talk about this stuff. Open it up. Yeah. And just kind of yeah. through your mind. Like, I love like yes. your, the names of your podcast. Like, yeah. it's just like, think so, differently. Yeah, I can't um, emphasize that enough. And yeah, we are either criticizers or producers, right? We either spend our time mm. criticizing and complaining, mm -hmm. or we say, okay, we have recognized an area that needs to be fixed, and then we fix it. So we, can, we can't spend energy in both. Right. So... Um, so yeah, my story. I I graduated from here in University of Florida with my PharmD in 2003, and then I did a residency. So from 03 to 04, I did that in Orlando in ambulatory care. And so primary care has been my pretty much my staple. So I did mostly you know anticoagulation clinics, mostly primary care environments. We moved cross country four times because my, of my husband's medical wow. career. So. Um, you know, four state licenses, and I'm like, are we done with this yet? Uh, a lot so of boards. Lots of boards, <laughs> lots of pharmacy law tests. Don't ask me ah. any of them. I don't know anything anymore. No, I'm kidding. Um, some of it's the same, but there are like nuances in each state, you know? So, um, so depending on the state that we lived in, kind of depended on, you know, what, where, what area we were living in, what was available in that area for me to work in. So I had a variety of experiences. You know, sometimes it was in primary care clinics, not necessarily anti-coag focused. Sometimes it was in a very traditional anti-coag clinic. My first job was at Kaiser Permanente out in California mm. in a, you know, huge, I think that actually at that time was the largest anti-coag clinic in the nation. Wow. Just, I mean, pages of INR, pages, literally just printing pages of INRs. So a um, massive scale of that. So, you know, just a variety of experiences. Mm. I ran, you know, I, I managed a retail pharmacy at one point in Washington State and just it just depended where we were and what was available um, I kind of always worked my way into a clinical environment at some point you know like even if it was retail I it was retail like in a clinic you know mm -hmm. in space in a clinic so I did that for you know a while and a decade or so um, it was about you know, four years ago that I started making the mental shift of like, I don't know that this is what I want to do forever. I don't, I think that I had that feeling many times throughout okay. the process. It wasn't the theory of pharmacy. It wasn't what I was doing. It was the brokenness of the system and it was me not being fulfilled and me knowing that I could do more, me wanting to be outside mm -hmm. of the box and and a lot of times I was the one rocking the boat. You know, like if they called me into a meeting, yep. they were sorry they called me into a meeting afterwards. Like, why don't you just be quiet? Well, if you're going to call me into a meeting, I'm going to say what I think, you know. And if we're here for, for patient care, I'm not going to be politically correct. It's going to be what's best for the patient. So, mm. so most of the time I found myself rocking the boat, making people upset, you know, because I spoke up too much. And, um, you know, seeing inefficiencies in a system and trying to fix them. It, that was always my experience. I'm always, you know, trying to innovate trying to make things better and that was it people just kind of wanted you to be quiet and do your job yeah. and that just wasn't me so <laughs> I had a lot of, I had some struggles you know yeah. just not feeling like this was the best fit for me so I did some I did job hopping a lot not just because of the geographical moves but right. even within one city I would say okay this one's not a fit for me let's see if this one's a fit for me and really the common denominator was me and it took me a while to figure that mm -hmm. out so the sooner people figure that out <laughs> the better. so hopefully um yeah. somebody's watching who is figuring that out a lot well, and I think, to pause there for a sec, I mean, sometimes we get worried about trying something and it not working mm. and hopping. Like, we kind of talked yes. about that in one of our podcasts. Like, when you've got so many different opportunities or maybe you're not happy, is it okay to hop around? Mm -hmm. And I think it is, to try something and say, okay, that didn't work. So I think we need to be 
more open with ourselves and more forgiving and say, okay, well, then if it doesn't work, move to the next thing. Yes. It's okay. Right. It's okay. We're just in a different era now from, you know, our parents' generation where it was like, you know, the 30 Retire. Year, right. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you know, where you had the pensions <laughs> and you had this and that and the security and it's a different time. And it's also a different time in that we do have so many options. And right. so why would we limit ourselves, you know? And, and I'll, yeah, I don't, I never worried about, oh, what's the next employer going to think about the fact mm-hmm. that this job was four years and this job was three years and, um, um, because I can, ex- I can, I am going to be real no matter what. You know, right. this is why this wasn't a fit for me. And here are the skills that I'm bringing to the exactly. table. Exactly, and I think that's part of it. Maybe not always blaming the place where you are. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not that the place is bad. It's just maybe you weren't the right person for that yeah, place. Yeah, for sure. Right. And maybe I, it's not the right place for you. It's not. Yeah. For sure. And mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, you don't just have compassion with yourself that it's okay. And if you're not feeling good, you have to feel good because this is a place you're spending. If you're in a workplace, you're spending so Most much of your day time. there and it is impacting you in so many facets of your right. life. The way that you're showing up for your family, that you're the way you're coming mm-hmm. home and eating dinner with your family, the way you're acting on the weekends because now you're stressing about the Monday, Monday co- you know, yep. all of it. So Absolutely. So I started having just a little bit of a twinge of, okay, I think it's time for me to actually do something with the fact that I now know, I've now identified that um, it's me. <laughs> it's me, not you. Um, and so I, 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 at some level, I don't know that it was super consciously, but on a level, I knew that part of my transition needed to involve getting around a different set of people. Okay. So I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I Nobody around me, friend-wise or family-wise, would have been able to have any impact on me in that way. There's no, I, I, you know, I wasn't the kid selling candy at school, you know, like all these amazing stories. <laughs> oh, I was an entrepreneur forever. You know, I, I didn't have a lemonade stand. There was no like cute story happening. I just knew that I needed to get around people who had a different mindset like that so okay. that I could learn because I was very aware, even if it wasn't consciously, I knew on some level that that, that was going to have the biggest impact because I could do anything, I, I everything I wanted to, you know, on my own in the few hours that I had free, but I really needed needed to to surround myself with people who who could Energized. yeah just the okay. energy of a room so i was living in washington state at that time knowing that i needed to get around other people didn't know i don't know yeah. where to go there's no yeah, manual for this like you. okay page 36 of not enjoying Next your step. job i mean no like there's no manual so um so i was like all right we have google i mean thank god we live in an era with all these things google. right you have people so to learn from resources at your fingertips so Google entrepreneur meetings. I'm at the border of pretty much the border of Canada at the time. So I can either go to, Van- I was in a small town, so either Vancouver or Seattle. So I'm like, all right, Google the vicinity, where we at, meetup groups. Um, the Vancouver Entrepreneurs Group was literally, as I was Googling it, just launching the next month. So I'm like, all right. Cool. All right, universe, I'm going to That's Vancouver. Right. So, um, so, and it was like, I don't know, I had $20 or something to go, which I thought was Ooh, very reasonable. I mean, obviously yeah. it was me finding childcare and it was other thing, uh, other obstacles that honestly could have made mm. that not possible for me yes. or me telling myself the story that it wasn't possible. So, you know, yeah, I've got to find somebody to watch my son. I'm going to be out late. I'm going to be in another country. What if my car breaks down? So many reasons I could have said, that makes no logical sense. Why mm-hmm. would I do that? Um, but I did it anyway. Because you're out of the box. Yeah, so. I was like, all right, let's go. So I drove up to Vancouver for the launch of this meeting. And, um, you know, I don't know. I'm walking into a room of all Canadians. I mean, I'm the only American there. So um, so I, I walk in, don't know what is going on. I don't know. I know I knew the guy who was speaking, but I didn't know him. I mean, I knew his name, and I had looked him up a little bit. He was a well-known serial entrepreneur and 
Um, okay, I mean, I can learn something. We can learn right, something from learn anyone. Yes. So it's yes. not like I'm going to walk away with nothing, right? So I, I just went in there with an open mind. And he went through this whole talk about the first meeting about how so many people had excuses to not come to this. Mm-hmm. I, You know, why are you downtown? You know, why aren't you closer to downtown? Why aren't you closer to this one place? You know, this is 20 minutes away from me. And he's like... Somebody had told him that I had driven from 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 <laughs> How Washington. How many hours was it? Um, I mean, with traffic, it was probably two hours each way, mm-hmm. hour and forty five, because um, we weren't that far. So, so anyways, somebody had told him. So he goes, "Wait, who came from the furthest?" And he he knew, so he called me out, and um, and uh, he got confused on the Washington D.C. So he said D.C. and I'm oh. like. I'm like <laughs> Don't give me that much credit. So I don't know that I actually would have. I probably would have found an excuse for that one. But, but so anyways, long story short, he ends up handing me. He goes, I'm giving you a book because you came. Mm-hmm. And he handed me Michael Gerber's E-Myth book. Okay, at this point, again, I am just knowing I need to be around people. Right. have not read any entrepreneur books. I mean, I am not at the place I am now. So I'm like, okay, he hands me the E-Myth. And I'm like, I guess I got to read it. So I go home, <laughs> start reading it. And um, it's an amazing book about, you know, what. Oh working in your business working on your business versus working in your business and how you know we know we just aren't taught these things right. I mean, we're healthcare professionals we don't know how to run a business so anyways long story short i start going to these meetings every week i might have missed a few just based on you know child care issues but i pretty much went every week and then he ended up not doing those anymore now he's a much much bigger uh you know guru in the in the entrepreneurial field but i okay. but the energy in that room of about 100 people because there were about 100 mm. people he was well enough known that that was a pretty decent launch for him uh the energy in that room didn't have like it didn't compare to anything i had been around you know so i'm going nice. from like just just passion and fire and you know and then i'm like back to work the next day i mean Ugh. it was like it, there was such a contrast mm. and i didn't ever feel that contrast because this is all I knew. Right. And now I'm like, what, what is hmm. this? And how do I it's do like, I this? Love that. <laughs> yes. I don't know what this is, but um, <laughs> that has to happen in my life. So, yes. so, and this is how it starts, honestly, for all of your listeners and watchers, mm. it's just taking a step. I mean, you yeah. aren't going to have all the answers. And I feel like as pharmacists, we feel like we do oh, have yeah. to have the answers. Oh yeah. You've got to get it right. You've got to yes. do it the first time. No mistakes. Like, yeah. And I have, I have found, and may, maybe you found, like you, you'll find that as you're going through this journey, there are tons of people going through this journey too. Yes. There's tons of us out there trying to figure it out. So you end up feeling not like a, a weird egg. You feel <laughs> like like a group. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, it's yeah. empowering and it's exciting. It's so, like we were talking about, even this podcast to us is so fun. Like we'll give up everything else before we'll give up yes. this right now. Because it's just, I don't know, it like fills your cup. It lights your fire, whatever you want to yes. say. It's awesome. And when you find those things, yeah, you, you do stop. them regardless yes. of pay. You can't pay. stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really, it, and it really highlights the fact that it's not ever been about money, you know, mm-hmm. and because, no. you know, we, we're not getting paid to podcast. No. I mean, that's not a secret. We're very transparent about that. I mean, Oprah might be because, you know, there's ads and stuff, but, you know, for the rest of us, we're doing it because it, 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 it fills our feels cup. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so that, that's, that was the start of my journey. And then, you know, you know, life kind of, I was still working my job, obviously. And this is also just to highlight that, you know, you don't just get, get a, you know, a twinge or a feeling of something. And now, you know, I'm going to quit my job and just be rogue. I mean, obviously you've got responsibilities, you know, life. I, I think there's, you know, 
a sense of being reasonable and the right. fact that, okay, I still need, you know, I need health insurance and I need an income. And mm-hmm. But you just take those small steps mm-hmm. in the time that you have. And, and those small steps will lead you to the next step. And um, you and you just have to put yourself out there. So, and that's that's the whole point mm-hmm. of your, your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Is just getting out of the box. Put yourself in the space. If we, we keep saying, if you put yourself in that space, amazing things happen. Yeah. People come to you. Opportunities come mm-hmm. to you. If you'll just kind of put yourself in that space. Yeah. You just yeah. have to open up. And, um, and nobody's going to tell you to do it nobody's going to give you permit nobody's going to it's not going to come to you and you don't need a degree for it that's the other thing is I was like okay well now if I'm going to be a business person now I need an MBA MBA. to tell everybody that I could be a business person and I did I was in that mindset because we're trained to be in that mindset I feel like mm-hmm. pharmacists in particular, like that type A, it's just, it's ingrained in us. And so I I did, I looked up the MBA and I'm like, this doesn't make any, I mean, you know, on any level, does this make any financial or logical sense right now mm-hmm. for me to invest in an MBA? So I'm like, I'm just going to. I mean, I'm just going to figure it start out. learning. Like, let's just, I'm just going to start learning. There's enough resources out there yeah. within drivable distance. And now, I mean, you could get anything on YouTube, podcasts. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this podcast. So, uh, so, you know, anyway, and long story short, I actually started initially doing some skincare education and, and that was kind of my, my dabbling into entrepreneurship. And then fast forward a few years, just so this isn't like a three hour episode. <laughs> um, I, we ended up moving back to Florida. So okay. university of Florida called my husband back. We weren't really looking to move back. We were kind of settled in Washington, but we, we moved back and that felt like the right thing at the time. My family was in Orlando. His family oh, is actually okay. here in Gainesville. So it made total sense to move back. And so we moved back and then shortly thereafter we moved back in July, August. And then in April, my, the next April, my father was diagnosed with lymphoma. So Again, I, you know, when we moved back, we had no idea anybody, you know, like my family was not sick. His dad had actually had a stroke. And so that was part of the reason we moved back. But my, my side, I thought we were good. So we moved back. My father gets diagnosed with lymphoma completely out of the blue. I mean, my mom's calling me from the ER. You know, he was in pain. They told me like too late because they're always, you know, parents are always trying to not stress you. Yeah. So, you know, long story short, his spleen had ruptured while he was driving um, from Fort Myers. He pushed through until he got here. They did immediate surgery, but they're like the scan. So we're going to fix the spleen, but he also has lymphoma. And we're like, what? Honestly, my initial reaction was like, I mean, you've got the wrong scan. I mean, you've just, you've got the wrong scan. Like, just look again. You know, like that's how in denial I was like, that can't be possible. So and anyways, um, so it was. It was all true. And so for a year, I was back and forth to Orlando at the at, in the ICU room, checking on every. I was with his with his primary care physician, like getting the labs before the you know before the hospitals came in. Like let's review the labs so I know what to ask. You know why why aren't you checking this? What's going on with this? You know, so all of that for a year. Um, wow. And. It, and I mean, I fired two hospital systems in Orlando, ended up bringing them up here. I was not, I, I'm pretty sure my picture was in all the charts, like avoid this, <laughs> this girl at all costs. Yeah. If you no. see her in the room, the other direction. Yeah. So, um, but you know, and, and that was a different time in my life too, because there was, there was denial and anger. I was in a, I was in a place of. This cannot be happening. Yes. Yeah. And so. Could I have handled it in a nicer way? Absolutely. And, um, you know, but, but you know, it's, we're here heated. I'm, I was yeah. heated because I'm like, you know, I felt like I put 100% in everything I did as a pharmacist and I'm not allowing anybody to put any less than 100% mm. into my family. Mm. So, um, so anyways, I advocated for my dad for a year and was driving back one day. I remember it like it was yesterday, pouring rain, storm. And all of a sudden I was like, I have to do this for other people. Mm. Like, 
all wow. of the people in all of the other rooms, mm. nobody with them, nobody no family, no, no. I remember saying to one of the ICU nurses, what are you doing for these people who have nobody with them? Like, I have just caught 10 errors. Mm -hmm. What are these people doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I, what are they doing? Mm -hmm. How, who is helping them? Right. And mm -hmm. um, I remember saying that to a nurse and, you know, in my, and I think a lot of them just stopped talking back to me because they're like, she doesn't actually want to respond. She's just getting it out. So um, it's all, it's all, you know, like, I'm not actually looking for you to respond. You just have to kind of listen to my anger at this point. So, um, anyway, so I had this just compelling urge that like, I'm supposed to do this for somebody else. And this was, you know, few months before my father, had, well, it was before we had even been told we were going to hospice. So, I mean, I just knew that at some point, mm. once I was done helping him, that I needed to do this for other people. I don't know how. There was a need. You just saw yeah. a yeah. huge need. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I and I knew that there were other fathers and mothers and family members who would love to mm. still be around for their family, but don't get the opportunity because X, Y, Z happens and right. nobody helped them out. So. In any case, I was like, okay, I don't know how to do this. Mm. I mean, I know how to do it, like in it. I know how to work in it. So here comes the e-myth book again, right? Like I know how to be a practitioner, but I don't know how to go run a mm -hmm. advocacy business. Yes. Like, I mean, there's no manual for that. That's not on page 43, <laughs> you know? So, um, okay. I mean, I know I need a website and I know, you know, so I know the basics. So, you know, I called my sister and um, she's in tech. So I'm like, okay, you can help me with the website and I will... It'll. I was pretty well connected in the area now, so I'm like, okay, I can start with just word of mouth, right? And um, get my get my name out there, and then I found that there is actually a, a, a directory, a nationwide directory called oh. Advo Connection. So okay, I signed up for that. You had to like be approved. So now most of what happens is people will Google if they know to Google healthcare mm. advocate or patient advocate, yeah, which again, they know they exist. Don't people right. don't know that this right. is a thing. Right. If they know to, or they think of, I know that I need an advocate or they just search advocate, whatever. Um, then Advo connection will be one of the first things that pops up and then they put in their mm. zip code. And then, um, so in any case, that's been a source of, you know, people reaching out to me mm -hmm. and then, and then a lot of the local community knowing what I do and knowing my background and, and, you know, no like, and trust, right. They've got to, I mean, this yeah. is, it, people aren't just inviting another healthcare professional into their life right. at a time of frustration and mm -hmm. unless they already or somebody tells them that you should, you know, like it's a referral, <laughs> no like and trust her and at least get on a phone call with her. Yes. So I am, so I went through a period of, I don't know what to do, you know, I don't want to make this business happen because we don't know. We don't know. And you yeah. just be compassionate with yourself that it's okay that you don't know. As pharmacists, yeah. Yeah. we aren't okay that we don't know. Like we aren't okay with that. <laughs> so it's, it's hard to just be okay with uncertainty because we are taught to be certain. Right. And, um, you know, I started thinking back to all the CE programs that I've been in and, you know, what what seriously is happening at every single talk is, okay, well, this is really good study, but we need more information. Right. Every single talk, right? So really, what level of, we don't have any certainty. I mean, we don't have any certainty <laughs> because what seems to be certain right now in this study will prove to be uncertain in the next study. Mm -hmm. And so I just got to a point of mindset shift, uncertainty is perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. And people need our imperfect action. People aren't waiting for us to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And they always think of doctors, like if doctors hesitated just because they weren't sure, because there might be that one patient, yeah. they wouldn't do anything. Yes. yes. Yeah. You wouldn't take care of people. And so. people care so much more about how much you care for them than they do mm -hmm. about you knowing everything in a textbook. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes I'll tell that to my clients It's like, okay, let's say they are looking to get a whole new te medical team. And I, I say that, you know, like, what's more important to you as we look for a new team? Do you want the bedside manner who maybe isn't the John Hopkins, you know, 
skilled physician or do you want and that's not my decision to make because some people might say no I want I want the person who knows everything I don't care if they right. like you know or don't even look my direction or, I don't right. care yeah. and so, and so that's up to the person but the point is is a lot of them will say like no I I want to know somebody cares mm -hmm. because if they're they'll <laughs> maybe invested interest yeah. when you care mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, that's what I do now. So I uh, I help my clients navigate the muddy waters of the medical system. Usually they're coming to me. Um, I would like them to come to me sooner, but a lot of times it's not, it's not even a thought in your head right. to find an advocate until it's like, you know, D-Day. So mm -hmm. a lot of times they're coming to me like, okay, we, have, we are realizing that the medical system is failing us in mm -hmm. some way, but we don't know how because we don't know what we don't know. So mm -hmm. we just need some clarity moving mm -hmm. forward. So what that looks like can be variable. So it, you know, it's, it can be an adult child calling me on their elderly parent. It could be a young entrepreneur who is, who is working herself or himself to death because they're trying to run their business and now medical problems are popping up mm -hmm. and they just don't have time to manage it. They don't have mm -hmm. time to get the answers mm -hmm. they need and they need just a little bit of, of help. It's Guidance. like, you know, um, mm -hmm. any field that we aren't familiar with, even something as small as, and I think I mentioned this to you, is like walking into a car dealership. Like if I need if a mechanic, if I need something fixed on my car, you could tell me anything. I wouldn't have a clue what you're right, saying. Right. Just go ahead and do it. And and in that scenario, you know, the, the complications or the ramifications of that are not nearly as significant as it being like your life. Yes, so um, so yeah. we accept a level of, okay, I don't know about this and they're just going to do whatever, no problem. But we don't necessarily want to accept that when it's our mm -hmm. life or the life of a family member. So um, just helping people fill in the gaps and it's in a very mm -hmm. collaborative way. So it's not like, you know you know, enlightened pharmacist against, you know, I mean, my husband's a physician, so I'm not anti-physician <laughs> at all. I completely understand, validate, acknowledge the fact that they are unable to do what they morally want to do and what they yeah, came into yes. medicine to do. And so it's just, it's, it's a collaboration. A yeah. yeah. So that's what I do. So do you, yeah, yeah, I was thinking like, do you, so it sounds like you're working one-on-one -on -one with these people and it probably will depend on what they're needing, whether it's like week long, month long, mm -hmm. Um, and then the time of day varies. So yeah. how do you balance that with like your family life, like mm. childcare? And I try, and there, there are boundaries that have to be set because, um, you know, it's like realtors, right? You kind of expect your realtor to be on, you know, like <laughs> available. I've got a question about a house and it's 9 p.m. I don't care. But, um, you know, so there's got to be some boundaries. So okay. I, you know... There have been situations where I have physically been like in a hospital room helping, you know, being there when the, when the team is rounding. But there are other instances where all the person wants and the family wants is that initial like two hour consultation of like, let's go from A to Z from where you've been. Mm -hmm. Let's go through all the medical records you have. Let's see if there are any glaring gaps that haven't been identified because nobody is able to spend that kind of time with anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... A lot of so many times something is is just blatant that has been missed. Not be, not any out of any bad intentions on the team. It's just a resources problem. Right. So um so a lot of times it's just that let's get let's get everything out on the table. Let's identify what your top three goals are because you know what my goals are for you may not be what your goals are right. for you. So exactly. let's identify what your goals exactly. are and get you at least on a better track. So you know how to effectively communicate with your team. You know that, you know, using the online portal is going to be more effective than a phone call and a sticky note, you know, like just the nuances of the mm -hmm. system that people just don't they know. Don't know. Mm -hmm. And that relieves so much frustration and stress, just those little nuances, because it's like you could be on the phone for an hour just simmering in cortisol because of all this stress versus mm. sending a message on a portal <laughs> and done, you know? And so it's just these little pieces that if we can 
reduce some of the stress of the patient who's trying to heal mm -hmm. and allow them their body to heal and these nuances not become an additional stress that's just going to result in more problems mm -hmm. so it's really just guidance. It's just, and some people want more than that. Like, so, you know, they want me to come to the hospital and they want me to, you know, sometimes go to the physician's appointments with their elderly parent or, you know, and that um, will typically happen during a work day. So that's okay. okay. But I have had, I have had the calls at like, you know, Sunday night at 10 PM um, when somebody just got discharged and now they have a question on their med because it was not clear upon discharge. I do take those calls because yes. nobody else is there. Who are they going to call? Right. The, the, the charts already at medical records. What are, who are you going to call? The nurse's station? They've already switched nurses. Like nobody yes. knows you're, you're gone. And who's going to give you that clarification? They have no idea what they're supposed to do. Well, I've been with them the whole time, so I can answer that like that without even, I don't need to pull a chart because mm -hmm. I don't have 300 mm. patients you know i've maybe got you know two or three at a time depending on the month i mean you know, sometimes more but it just depends on the month mm. so i have the freedom to have the knowledge relatively quickly so i'll take the phone call you know if, yeah. if i know that what's gone on if it's a legitimate like i know you've just been discharged from the hospital right. you've got a question i'll take the call mm. so do you have forms like a contract you make with mm -hmm. the patient and do you have a hipaa form yes okay so i do i have a, a contract and really the contract I see it as more laying out what I don't do than what I do do because I think okay. a lot of times it's really important for them to know that I am not your new physician making right. all the calls. Right. That's not my scope of practice. That is not, you know, ethically or morally where I stand. I'm here to fill in gaps and clarify what's not clear. So it's more along the lines of like, just so we understand, and I verbalize this too, but it's more along the lines of like, I am not here to supersede or take the place of your physician. You know, mm -hmm. I will, if you want options or you want to discuss what's been said, I'll tell you, you know, some of the pros, some of the cons, give you like, you know, hard facts about why. And then you may, I don't make any medical decisions for a patient ever because that's outside of my scope. Mm -hmm. So it's more that, yeah. yeah, you know what I do do, but I think the highlight more is what I don't do. And so they understand that because people don't, you know, people are in a, in a hospital and there's, you know, there's badges, a resident, a fellow, a physician, an RN, a, you know, a nurse practitioner. They don't know what all, you know, they don't know what all these people mean, what all, what they all do. They just know that somebody's in my care and that person can make decisions, you know on a very basic level. So they, so it's important to lay out those mm. expectations. Mm. I am not your new physician, nor do I intend to be at any mm. level. I'm, you know, I'm simply a, a lamppost on your journey. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lamppost. Yes. So it's mostly like the medical um, visits, because I know you are very into like uh, self-care, uh, nutrition, yes. exercise. Do any of those components come in or they typically come mm -hmm. into you a lot later than? 100%. My initial consultation always involves stressors in their life, okay. what you're eating from morning till night. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if I'm dealing with somebody who's got a high level of inflammation, what's going on is an, is tied into their inflammation. Mm -hmm. And they tell me, you know, I've got a candy bowl at my workplace. And, um, you know, that's important information to me. Um, or I'm or after every meal, I eat, you know, I, I eat really well. I have vegetables in the crock pot, but then we have ice cream after because right. I have a sweet tooth. Okay, like that's important important information to me because mm. sugar is a, is a pro-inflammatory. So like I that's important information to me, but that isn't asked by anybody no, else. No. Nobody else is asking that. And it's not that they don't care. Again, this is not like malintention by the team. It's just they don't have the time to go through. They don't have a two-hour yeah. initial consultation. Yeah. So so we go through everything you're eating. Um, I am not a dietitian. I'm not <laughs> claiming to be a dietitian. Yeah. But there are just some basic 
glaring pieces of information that come out that I'm like, okay, these are these are really easy things for us to change, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, we're going over smoking, we're going over drinking, we're going over food, we're going over stressors. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people. I mean, some of these some of these people are entrepreneurs, and they are they moved away from the corporate life to have more flexibility, and they are now in a worse place stress wise mm-hmm. than they were when they were in the corporate life because, because of what they expected. Yeah. So um, a lot of the times it's like, okay, what what are your biggest stressors right now, and mm. how much of this is self imposed, and how much of this can we actually work on, and what are some of the tools yeah. that you can do to work on them? So, um, you know, so yeah, it encompasses all of that. That is so neat. Mm-hmm. I'm liking this. Mm-hmm. Now, who like I know you said like your dad inspired you, your life experiences definitely have inspired you, but is there like somebody that you saw doing this, or someone that like triggered? Um, this vision that you had there isn't which is crazy <laughs> um it was one of those things that just dawned on i and there and you probably don't know a lot of patient advocates uh, actually a lot of the times what the patient advocates that people get involved with are employed by the facility they're in mm-hmm. so it's like oh well there is a patient advocate at my assisted living facility okay that's a different story because mm-hmm. now you've got somebody employed and who's got a bias uh, yeah maybe. i mean yeah. they're they're not going to say oh this doctor just made this error that i am employed by that's not going to happen mm. so um so there are patient advocates that, that are that i mean the institution has good intention to have them there but the reality is is you're not going to be able to separate that that mm. you know level of conflict of interest mm-hmm. so no, I did not know any. I did not know any patient advocates, but I will say that during my dad's course, I brought up many times to his PCP, "This needs to happen." Like I think this needs to, ha- you know, this needs to happen, and you know, and we we kind of chatted about it, kind of in passing and very casual, like, "Yeah, you should start it." No, you should start it, and you know, and um, and I, and I, and then it, then that happened where I was like, "I'm starting it." I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm told to it start out. it, so I'm just gonna do it. And um, and if I if I only help one person then that's okay. You know, yeah, like yeah. this, I, I, I left it very open. And I will say though, from a business standpoint, I went from being very open to the universe to, um, oh, this is a business. I should start running it. So hmm. my type eight here, my type eight yeah. started showing up. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I'm going to have a business, then I'm going to do it as a business. So I, now I need to hmm. do what I need to do as from a business owner standpoint. So, you know, I, I gave myself some compassion after my dad passed away and I had, I had my time where I didn't do a whole lot cause I was still grieving and we were always grieving. Right. So I, I gave myself some time that year. So I didn't hmm. really like dive into it head first. I mean, I, I did a few things here and there, but it wasn't a full head dive. Then the next year I feel like is when the next calendar year, I was like, you know, here comes pharmacist brain. Well, like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. <laughs> I can't just let the universe take over. So, um, let so, me control it all. <laughs> I've got this. So yeah, here comes the controlling type A. Um, I got to do this. So, so I joined a mastermind and love my mastermind. Aww. The trans, the transformations that have happened for mm-hmm. me. Um, now what is a mastermind? Uh, Cause there might be some people out there like me yeah. who don't understand what, what that is. That? is fully. Yeah. Um, it's basically, I was looking for a business coach, right? Because now I'm like, well, I'm type A. I'm going to, I mean, what am I? <laughs> I got to get a coach I gotta get for a this. Coach. I got to tell learn. me what to do. I'm sure there's a recipe somewhere for this. <laughs> so I just got to find the recipe book. So, uh, looking for a business coach, I called a few, you know, waiting, I was waiting for the one that felt right. Mm. So I looked, uh, I looked into a few, you know, I just wasn't feeling really good about it. So I just waited. I just mm. waited. Um, one came across my my Facebook screen from another coach that I had inter- that I had interviewed that I wasn't super excited about, but she referenced somebody else. So okay, I'll huh. click on it. You know, it's like you click. You know, yeah. two hours later, I watched three TEDx yep. videos. I don't even know where I'm at. My son's like, you know, it's 10 p.m. Who's not? Nobody's asleep. So, so 
that's just me. Yeah, no, it's not. So, um, so I'm like, okay, I feel really good about this one. I'm like, I'm, I'm in it now, you know. So, uh, so there was a she, she had a mastermind. So then it was like, do you want to, do you want a one-on-one business Mm -hmm. coach, or Uh do you want a mastermind with a group? Okay. Okay. Well, I thought the group would be kind of cool. Right. That's kind of been your theme. Yeah. The group and the energy. Yes, I felt like we could learn from each other. I felt like that. I actually felt like that would be more beneficial because then I can learn from more minds. Yes. So, um, so I applied to it and I didn't, didn't even know, no idea how much this costs. Like, I don't even know. I don't know if I'm selling my house over this. I don't know anything. Okay. I just know that I feel good about it. it like fill out the application done, you know, like I'll let it happen if it's supposed to happen. So I get the call, like, okay, we want to interview. Like it's a big thing. Like they want to interview me back, you know, see if I'm the right fit, this whole thing. Um, and so, and I get the call back and um, I'm like, I'm like physiologically responding. Like I'm like, my palms are, I, I'm talking to the girl. I'm like, my palms are sweating. I don't even know what's happening, but I feel like we're supposed to, I'm just supposed to do this. So, um, because I had interviewed others and I had zero reaction, like zero, wow. nothing. Wow. And I think that there's a lot of intuition that we mm-hmm. block or don't listen to. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, my palms are sweating. My heart's racing. I don't know what's happening, but um, I guess we should just move forward. So she was going to, you know, come back and tell me, you know, if, she was uh, an agent for the the business coach, so she wasn't the business coach. Okay, I'm going to talk to the business coach, tell about what we talked about. Long story short, I joined the mastermind. Okay, cool. Um, a very large investment. Um, <laughs> what you get? But let me. But my husband's probably worried right now. Like, thanks. Yes. Thanks, Claudia. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't join until I got his. Okay, but I will say I will say this. I before I got on that call, before I found out how much it was, uh-huh. I sat I sat quietly and I said I need to have a cutoff. I don't know how much this is going to be, but I need to in my head. I I don't want to make an emotional decision. Right. Like, right. Sure, thirty grand. I'm totally. It's. I don't need my car. I'll bike. I <laughs> I'll bike yeah. everywhere. Uh, yeah. So. Um, I didn't want to make a ridiculous rash decision. Oh <laughs> so I, in my head, said, if it's more than this number, okay. I'm not going to do it. Okay. In my head, I said that. I get on the phone. She talks me through it. Okay, I'm, I'm waiting for the... Okay, drop, drop the bomb. Let's go. What are yeah, we doing? Yeah. That's the number she said. <gasps> wow. Like, to the dollar. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And I'm, and I'm Your like... Your intention. You, yeah. The power, the law of attraction. Yeah. You, you manifested. I'm like, it cannot <laughs> be more than one dollar. I know, right? I'm like, hold on. I got to go back to silence. This is not... <laughs> but um, That's really cool, though. It was that, that dollar. So I was crazy. like, you wow. know, like tears, you know, the whole thing. Oh, so. Man. Long story short, amazing mastermind. But but my journey in this mastermind, and you can cut me off anytime because I can we're really good, talk forever. We're good. Okay. This is, we're, we're over time a little bit. We're good. This is good stuff. Um, what happened to the mastermind, the transformation was I go from return of type A pharmacist. Right, right. I will just get into this group. They will tell me the recipe for success, you know, all of the ingredients. It's, it's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm just going to catapult. Go, I'm just going to blow out of the universe with all this amazing information um, and recipe for success, right? So um, oh so I'm in it, and I don't know what to expect. Again, this is like as out. I don't know. I am at this I'm point. Loving it. I don't. If I don't know about it, I, that's what I'm drawn to now because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's I gotta go. find out. So, so we're doing this mastermind and I'm like, I'm waiting for the recipe, right? Like, okay, we have this meeting. That's interesting. Okay. Where's my recipe? <laughs> What's like, the next step? I don't have my recipe book yet. <laughs> when does that come in the mail? So I'm going through the motions and here's, here's my emotions over the course of this mastermind. Go from type A, like I'm waiting for the, um, okay, this is, this is good information. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm taking notes, but I'm still, I'm still waiting for my right, answers. Right, right. Yeah. Because I mean, it was a good dollar amount. So, okay. Yeah, you yeah. know what? Let's go. And my husband's also like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? Um, and so, and so. Uh, I go from, 
I mean, I can't even tell you. I cannot put into words how much I've learned in this group, and it is Aww. not the recipe. It's not, there is no recipe, is what I have discovered, no. okay? There is no recipe, because this is your calling, and you wouldn't have this calling if you weren't if supposed they, to do it. If they put you in a box, and if they defined it. Yeah, right? no, and they so they you. can't define it wow. for me. No. Nobody in there is is a medical professional, so it's not like, oh, you know, let's just all talk about, like, the nuances of the clinics Recalls. and the hot, no, no, nobody, <laughs> right. in, everybody's from a different wow. background, nobody medical. Um, there's there's no there's no answer, wow. and and that's honestly okay. So I go from like all excited to like a little frustrated. Like where's my recipe book? And then oh my god! And then I have this like fear of like, mm. what if my husband thinks this is like all a waste? And I know. Um, yeah. yeah, because it's, it's not scary. like our husbands aren't going to be like, You're, oh, but I see the transformation. It was worth every dollar. But you worry about letting other people down. Yeah, that's a big holdup for me is letting yeah. other people down. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went through all these emotions, right? Like and you not only invested like the. Um, the money, the time, yes. like mm-hmm. you have a child, like I struggle with that. Like, okay, like, yes, you're doing this thing you love, but you're not spending time with Owen. You're yeah. not. Oh yeah. And it's just like, are you being selfish? We go right. through that. Am I being too selfish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because some of the mastermind calls are at four. So I pick him up. I'm like, awesome. Go do your homework. I'm shutting the door. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I, invest, I, I mean, I'm getting on this call because it was a lot of money. So, um, so anyways, long story short, what I have learned is that none of these people are going to get their recipe. Mm-hmm. A lot of them knew that they weren't coming in for the recipe, but I didn't because right. I'm I just, you know, oh, I, yeah. I'm type oh, A. I'm like, I'm looking you. for yeah. the answers. You know, you tell me what to study on a test. I am studying and I'm getting an A. Like, the, mm-hmm. I'm very linear. Like, that's what I came from. Okay. Like, yeah. it's very linear. You, I, I signed up for a business coach. You tell me all the things I need to be, like, you know, the next amazing patient advocate on Oprah. And that's it. Like, you tell me that and I do it. And, like, that's all. I'm very coachable. Right. You just tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> But they can't tell you what to it's do. It's almost like they're like holding space for you. That's all it is. Creating yeah. this space of like. Do yeah. they give you tools? Is it kind of like you get tools that you can yes. figure out if you can use them towards whatever you're trying to achieve? 100%. Mm. So there are mentors that come on. We've had some amazing mentors, Pat Flynn, Jasmine Starr, oh, lo- nice. lots of great people. Um Mentors come on. We also have like what's called office hours, which is when the business coach um, we we say what our question you know what our question uh-huh. is for that week. And a lot of times I was like, but I don't I don't know what my question is. Like I don't know what I, I don't know what to ask. You know, you're supposed right. to just tell me all the answers. Um, so that that has been the biggest transformation. Is like mm. you aren't going to get the answers. You're going to get the answers internally. So mm. you get into your stillness. It, and a lot of times I jumped on there and I'm like, I don't have a question. I don't I don't know what to ask. And Maybe I'm just going to get you. on here and learn from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then some weeks I'm like, I have a very clear question. And I'm just compassionate with myself mm-hmm. and wherever I am at that week. But so then, then I go through, you know, we talked about Michael Singer's books. Through this process, a group of us in this mastermind knew about Michael Singer. Okay. Um, so we start with the surrender, right? So now I'm like type A returns, don't know what to do, getting a little frustrated. And then <laughs> now we're reading The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer, okay? Oh, wow. Which is like nice. ev- the antithesis. So speaking to you. This is like the antithesis to type A Claudia, okay? <laughs> right, right. And um, the whole story of his surrendering to the universe. And so now I'm at a place, and we're about two months done, about two months out from the mastermind being done, that now the mastermind women are like, you are like the biggest transformation what in the world like you just went from you know type a linear pharmacist to now you're to like, like the surre- you're like the, yeah you've just <laughs> surrendered everything and and i have i oh, honestly so cool. have i no longer i'm not stressed about my return on investment i'm not stressed about any of it because what i understand now is that mm. i would not have had that compelling urge on the drive back to gainesville mm. that day if that was not what i was supposed to do and what the universe exactly. wanted me to do and hmm. I, I as i hear your story it's like you felt a nudge. And I think many of us out here, I know yes. I personally can say 
there are times when I felt a nudge and you can ignore the nudge yeah. and keep doing what you're doing or you can like listen to the nudges yeah. because the nudges I think are your inner spirit or your essence um, speaking to mm. your purpose and mm-hmm. if you listen you can feel those nudges and mm-hmm. that to me when I hear your story about you went to that meeting you had no idea you just threw yourself out there that was a yes, nudge yes. you listened to and yes. then you joined this masterminds that was just kind of another crazy nudge yeah. so you've got to listen to your nudges your nudges can take you amazing places and the second thing I'll say is I I've, I've said it to you I think I know I've said it to other people when I speak about you you can tell whatever has happened everything about you has just taken a notch up. Like it's crazy how I've seen you go, like your your website is just awesome now. You're doing all these other marketing things. You do a lot of social media stuff now. So whatever you're doing, it is Mm. like showing, it's like sparkling. Like it's like, it's so obvious that you have like gone. That's super sweet. And I honestly, I chalk it all up to the surrender part. I really mm, do. Just letting it be. And if I, you know, meditating on it, being still, I read a lot of books because it's a, like, let me just say, we're not going to just be like, okay, I'm a type <laughs> A pharmacist. I am going to be enlightened. Here I am. It, it's a muscle. I mean, it's a muscle. You have, it's just like going to the gym. You know, if you've never yeah. been to the gym, you're not going to see results tomorrow. If you, if you've never eaten a vegetable, you're not going to be Love healthy them. after one like right, you know, right, leaf right. of lettuce. Like it, it, this is a muscle you have to practice on. And so I have, I have worked this muscle I still have a lot of work to do because yes. that type A, the decades of type A don't yes. just fizzle <laughs> out. Like no. that's, that's ingrained. That's some serious stuff. So it's a, you work on it. Okay. And the, but the surrender feels so good mm. that you, you're like, why would I go to the forcing mm. resistance, want to create something that may, and when you're trying to create something that isn't intended to be, you are blocking everything that's supposed to happen. So let's say you're at a restaurant and you are like madly rewriting your goals. Cause if I just write them one more time, they will all come to be. Meanwhile, whoever's at the next table could have been somebody you were supposed to meet on your journey and, and you, you didn't because you're rewriting mm-hmm. all the goals that you have imposed on your journey. Right. And, um, so, and it's your flow. Like a lot of people talk about that, your flow, like, and when you get in your flow, it feels so good yes. and it feels so right. Like you said, and you, you don't want to go back. Like we creep back, but you, yeah, you, uh, we were talking about that too. Like you, I don't want to go back. Yeah, like I love being in the flow is what yeah. I call it. Yeah. I mean, occasionally, you know, it'll creep up. Like, you know, you're going to have a little creep. Like, well, oh, that's type A. Like, <gasps> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what am I doing? Am I crazy? Right. I do because that. we have been taught to control, right? right. Like, we control right. our pharmacies. We control, you know, we can, we just control. Mm-hmm. So, it, releasing <laughs> control is not like, that's not like a natural thing. No. I mean, it's what we are supposed to do. It feels good when we do it, but it's really hard. Yeah. So that's my that's my biggest piece of advice. That's my journey. And you know, everybody's <laughs> gonna go, you you can't jump you can't jump steps. You can't jump steps. It's your journey and yeah. the way it's gonna roll out is the way it's gonna roll out. And I like that you're very accepting. Like there's different parts of this process or the journey and it's like, yeah, I might be into this type A right now, but then I'm learning how mm-hmm. to exercise this other muscle. So it's kind of like you're saying, a process, acceptance, love. Yes. Do you, I'm sorry, I thought of one last question here, but like, do you tie spirituality or any of that aspect into your patient's care or evaluate that? Yeah. So I, you know, I will start with the questioning at the beginning. Like, where are we at? Um, Some people, you know, some people are just very like staunchly religious, you know, as opposed to more generalized spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so part of, 
all of that, whatever that is for them, mm -hmm. needs to be incorporated into their life. And so if they are, let's say, let's say they're a realtor mm -hmm. and they, you know, they have a new scary diagnosis and, um, but church is really important to them, but they haven't had the time to go to church because Sunday is an open house day or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like I explained to them how I'm, I cannot emphasize how important mindset and spirituality is. And for some people, it's it's strict religion. And for some people, it's not tied to any religion. It's more it's it's just more strictly spiritual. But whatever that practice is for them, it needs to become a priority, especially mm. at times of healing. Mm. I just listened Absolutely. to a holistic oncologist um, do an interview, and he and and mm -hmm. he said, I have never in my thirty plus years of treating patients seen anybody with stage three or four cancer no matter what treatment they did, heal without paying attention to mind and spirit. Like, wow. And, and he's, I mean, that's three decades, almost yeah. four decades. So, um, wow. but he has seen those stages when people have paid attention to that. Mm. So it plays such an important role. And again, nobody is, nobody, I mean, yeah, there might be a chapel at your hospital, but I mean, like, yeah. that's not, nobody's coming in to do like chair yoga with you. I mean, some, some of this stuff is getting incorporated in some places, you know, there's right, arts right. and medicine. There are pieces of it, but, you have to number one know it's there. Right. It's not just popping in your room. Mm. You have to know to ask where the doctor has to know to order for it. I mean, there's just so many pieces, and it and it gets mm. lost. It just gets lost. Yeah. yeah, so important. Very cool. I have loved this conversation. This, you have I'm to come so back. Excited. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah, this is My awesome. Goodness. Yeah, and I just this just to me epitomizes the fact that you're just like a role model out of the box. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for of sharing course. your story. And, and but this is just the a journey is a journey. It's not even over no, yet. So yeah. I, isn't it exciting to just even like think about where you're going to go. Yes. So how many That's boxes awesome. you're going outside yes. of. I love it. <laughs> Just keep rocking that boat no matter how much water is flying in. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you yes, so much. Of course. This was wonderful. You're, yeah. Where you're can wonderful. people like find you or the best way to reach out mm -hmm. to yes. you if they're interested in your work? Yeah. So social media wise, Instagram, it's uh, wellness, wellness with Claudia. So at wellness with Claudia. And then my website is peaceadvocacygroup.com. So yeah. And we'll try to put that underneath so everybody has that information as well. Yes. So, but thank you so much. Of course. Come back sometime. Yeah, we'd love to. <laughs> yes. And again, we do this all for you. You mm -hmm. know, this is, mm -hmm. we enjoy our conversations, but if one person can can get a spark, then awesome. Yes. 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 I'm Bryn. I'm Heather. Thanks this so much for joining. <laughs> Pharmacist out of the box. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>